love. How you doing? I hope you're well. And welcome to the Light of Speed podcast, where we shed light on the goodness within and the goodness of others by becoming our authentic selves so that we can shine. I am your host, Dr. Felicia Speed, a leadership coach and social worker. And today I want to shed light on resilience. Now, I don't know if you remember experiencing this about a week or so ago, but on the first Sunday in November, we fell back into standard time by setting our clocks back one hour. This gave us back the hour of sleep that we lost in the spring when we sprang forward to preserve the evening sunshine. It was an extra hour of sleep. Sounds great, right? (laughs) Mm, Not so much. With most digital clocks making the adjustment automatically, we may experience a change with little effort on our parts. Like back in the day, you know, before you went to bed, you had to set all the clocks in the house to make sure you didn't oversleep. But now it just does everything for us. But our bodies don't adjust as well as our phones and computers. And there's actually a lot of research that shows that the time change is hard on our bodies. Whether we are springing forward or falling back, it can take a week or more for our bodies to adjust to the change in time. That is especially true for older adults. Now, I'm not saying that I'm really old, but I can tell you this, the older I get, the harder it is for me to adjust to this thing. Like the other day, I mean, my eyes were burning at 530 and I was ready to take my shower, put on my house dress and go somewhere and lay down and go to bed. (laughs) Like I couldn't even really watch TV. I was just beside myself, just completely discombobulated. I really just didn't know what to do. And I thought it was just me. So I'm glad I did the research to realize it's not me. There is just a growing debate about whether we should even bother with this 100-year-old practice. Politicians have asked for more research into whether we would move to a permanent standard time or a permanent daylight saving time. Science has answered with a slew of studies showing just how much we are affected by the twice annual 60-minute change. It messes up our circadian I never say that word right, but circadian rhythms, circadian rhythms are our body's internal clock. The 24-hour schedule of waking and sleeping. And so the changing time disrupts this internal clock. And it is especially harmful for older adults, and I'm going to include myself in that, who are more likely to have difficulties with their sleep schedules. Experts from the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine says that the time changes causes our bodies to be out of sync with the natural light-dark schedule that regulates our internal clocks. It also can worsen chronic health conditions. For adults with Alzheimer's or other dementia, the time change can increase sundowning symptoms such as restlessness, irritability, agitation. It even increases the symptoms of depression. One study showed that hospitals reported addressing 11% more depressive symptoms right after the fall time change. Sunshine helps us make make the happy brain chemical serotonin so the lack of natural light in the winter can depress us. And the artificial light we use as a replacement can affect our sleep. So why do we have this biannual clock changing routine anyway? And I know you like 
Felicia, what does this have to do with resiliency? I know you didn't want all that education about the daylight saving time, but my point is resiliency is important. And I just realized that looking at this change in time, I was not bouncing back as well as I should. And I began to think about how resilient are we as individuals and with the changing of times, not just the changing of the clocks, but with the changing of the seasons, with the changes in our lives, whether they're good events or traumatic events, how are we bouncing back? How are we coping and recovering from our setbacks? Are we coming back bitter or are we coming back better? Are we coming back resentful or are we coming back rejoiceful? Remembering that, yes, we came through this or angry that we had to go through it at all. To me, resilience is just like that quote by Maya Angelou that says, I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. And that's the thing. Life is going to happen. And things are going to happen. We're going to have mountains and we're going to have valleys, but it is up to us whether we're going to be reduced by it. And I believe that when we truly tap into our resilience, we always come out on top. And so instead of being reduced, instead we grow. So let's take a quick break. And during that break, I want you to think about who are those people in your life who are resilient, who always seem to bounce back, who always seem to come out, not bitter, but better. And they give you hope and they encourage you to do the same. Welcome back. And I want to continue our conversation around resilience. I think it's best said by Yasmin Mogahad, who says resilience is very different than being numb. Resilience means you experience, you feel, you fail, you hurt, you fall, but you keep going. And that's what I think is so important. It doesn't mean that you don't feel anything. It doesn't mean that you don't hurt. It doesn't mean that you're not going to fail or that you're not going to fall or that you're not going to experience. It just means that you keep going. And so as I delve into the understanding of resilience, don't count yourself out of believing that you're not resilient. If you are still here today, If you got up this morning and you decided to get out of bed one more time, you are resilient because you kept going. So let's begin with some characteristics of resilience. One, effective emotional regulation, which is simply that resilience is marked by an ability to manage emotions in the face of stress. Now, we all may not be that great at this one, but hey, We have room for growth, right? This doesn't mean that resilient people don't experience strong emotions such as anger, sadness, or fear. It means that they recognize those feelings are temporary and can be managed until they pass. Did you see that? It just means that I'm going to manage it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have them. 
Another characteristic is feelings are in control. Resilient people tend to have a strong internal focus of control and feel that their actions can play a part in determining the outcome of events. These are the people that in midst of crisis, they're the ones that's going to step in and get it done. They're going to take over. They're the ones that going to say, okay, this is what we need to do next. And I have to admit, I'm usually one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> that when things need to get done, I'm going to shut down my emotions for a second and I'm going to say, okay, this is what we need to do next. Another thing is resilient people jump in with their problem solving skills. When problems arise, resilient people look at the situation rationally and try to come up with solutions that will make a difference. And they have self-compassion. Another sign of resilience is showing self-acceptance and self-compassion. Resilient people treat themselves with kindness, especially when things are hard. See, that's something that people don't realize that's important about being resilient, is that you need to be kind to yourself, which is simply recognizing that it's okay to not be okay. See, resilient people don't ignore their limitations. They acknowledge their limitations, but they also embrace and celebrate their strengths. And they allow themselves to be resourceful. It's more about being resourceful, and that allows you to be able to be accepting of who you are and to show yourself some compassion. So I encourage you to work on honing in on your skills of resiliency so that you can have that self-compassion once again. Now, I also want to share with you some of the different types of resiliency. One is natural resiliency, which is the one that many of us are born with. So when I ask you to think about someone on break who has resilience, you may have thought about someone who has natural resiliency. To me, these are individuals who are able to surpass what may be expected despite the barriers and limitations that they may have faced in their life. And when I think of that, I think of people like Ben Matlin, who has defied expectations for his entire life, starting with being alive at all. He had a condition called spinal muscular atrophy, and many infants born with it don't live past the age of two. But Matlin grew up to be one of the first students using a wheelchair to attend Harvard. He married had a family, and is now the author of a new memoir called Miracle Boy Grows Up, How the Disability Rights Revolution Saved My Sanity. But then there's another type of resilience he called adaptive resiliency. This is just when, you know, there's just trial by fire. This occurs when challenging circumstances force us to learn, change, and adapt. And really, this is where many of us may fall, where we just have to learn how to roll with life's punches. And it can help us to build the resilience and go strong, grow stronger as a result. It's just, you know, when you lose that job, when you just have to take a lick and keep on ticking. And things are going to happen in our life, but when we learn to adapt, when we learn to face those things, and I'm not saying once again, it does not mean that you're not going to cry. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be angry, but it does mean that you're going to keep going. 
That's the adaptive resiliency. And I've seen that with so many of my friends that have faced breast cancer, loss of children, anything and everything can have happened and they still keep going. That is the resiliency that I see in people. And that is the resiliency that I know you have. You just don't know it yet because you haven't allowed yourself to tap into it. And so I really began to delve into, are there ways to build resiliency? Is there a way to tap into your natural tendency to bounce back? And believe it or not, psychologists and researchers have found ways that we can build our resiliency. So I thought I'd share a few with you. One, believe it or not, turn off the news (laughs) and seek other sources of inspiration. I know they're out there, whether you listen to a good podcast, whether you read a good book, but look for sources of inspiration. Another one, allow yourself to express and feel your emotions. Too many times you push it back down. Sometimes having a good cry can be such an emotional cleansing and you're not allowing yourself the ability to bounce back because you won't allow yourself to feel. Take a walk and get moving. Exercise. Remember a time when you felt resilient in the past and tap into what allowed you to find a sense of courage and strength. Talk with someone you love and trust and have a meaningful and honest conversation. Take some time off to recharge. Think of someone who exudes resiliency and model their behavior. Spend time in prayer and in meditation. And my last one, be kind to yourself. Have some compassion and ease up on your expectations. What I want to encourage you to do over the next couple of weeks is to begin to write down your strengths. What is good about you? We spend a lot of time working on all of our weaknesses and trying to improve ourselves. But can we just acknowledge what we're already good at, what our strengths are already, and begin to celebrate that about ourselves without waiting for someone else to affirm that for us? That is how you can be kind to yourself now. If you already know what your strengths are, then when you are faced with a challenging situation, It will not be so hard to tap into your resiliency. Just remember, love, resiliency means you experience, you feel, you fail, you hurt, you fall, but you keep going. Well, that's all we have time for today. And we'll pick up next week on Wednesday Wednesday with a new episode. Please encourage others to join our journey by subscribing on whatever platform they use, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Captivate. Also, The Light of Speed can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where I share weekly inspirations to compel us to grow. I would love to hear from you. So please join and inbox me on The Light of Speed Facebook page. Special thanks to The Light of Speed team, Captivate, and music by It's What Are by Pixabay. Until next time, keep shining. Thank you.